0: Well, good morning. Um, Welcome to episode number two of Permission to be Human with me, Autumn. Um, It is Saturday morning, February 23rd. I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure of the date. Um, It has been a crazy week for me, starting with this day last week. Um, I have a story to tell that's pretty awesome, but before I even get there, I just feel like I have to get this off my chest um before I can like move forward truthfully um I wanted to record this episode on Tuesday I was really excited about it I had worked on what I wanted to talk about on Sunday and Monday night and then Tuesday morning I was just watching um a podcast of someone I really like, and he had a guest on there talking a little bit about his own childhood and his experience with his parents, and it felt like my childhood, so I just recorded that, like, it was like a 15-second clip, and I sent it to a group chat that has my mom, my adult sisters, and my sister-in-law, and I'm not really sure, honestly, what I was expecting to happen, but, um, pretty much chaos just came after that moment and my mom was the first one to respond to the clip and honestly she didn't say anything crazy or outrageous but um it just it struck a wound within me and so almost right away I was triggered and my response was aggressive and um coming from pain and then my sister's response, and everyone else. I I genuinely don't think any of them were trying to be mean or malicious, but from then on, it just, it seemed like everything they were saying is exactly the painful things the enemy knows hurt me the most, and it led to a a lot of frustration and anger and sadness, and I I was kind of spiraling all day because essentially i sent the clip around like 10 a.m and the conversation kept going and kept going which i didn't have the wisdom to say okay this is not the space or the group for me to talk about these things they can't receive what i have to say i can't receive what they have to say um and just hurtful things were said and um which they wouldn't even think anything they said was hurtful. But that's what happens when you have wounds, is the enemy can twist anything someone is saying and convince you that they mean it in this way, even if they don't. Um, And that's why it's so important to heal, which I'm still on a journey, which is one of the reasons I um, was like, I'm not ready to start a podcast because I have too many deep wounds that trigger me. Um, I felt out of control with my emotions on Tuesday. Um, and if I'm being truthful, if I hadn't have started and released an episode last week, my mindset would have been like, yeah, I am not ready whatsoever to speak on a public area, whatever, wherever. Um, I need at least another six months or a year, maybe forever. Um, my shame would have just silenced me and kept me hidden in that pain. Um, because and this is this is one of the things I said in the group chat that was very hurtful to them. It was reckless of me to say it and I honestly I did not mean it, but um, I felt like a toddler just lashing out saying anything at that moment to get them to understand the level of pain I was in because it didn't really feel like they were grasping how much pain I was in in that moment i felt so misunderstood and unseen, um, which is really painful to feel like no one is understanding you, especially a group of people that you thought knew you the best. Um, But I didn't want to share this part, but yesterday I randomly opened my Bible to see if God wanted to say anything to me, Um, and I happened to open to 1 Kings, which is the story of Elijah, And if you're a Christian, you probably have heard the story a million times. If you're not a Christian, you might have never heard this. So I'm going to give a little rundown of it. Um, Elijah was um, a major prophet of the Old Testament. He performed awesome miracles all the time. He just walked in the power of God everywhere he went. He was pretty cool. Um, But one one day he had this a mega showdown between a bunch of false prophets of the time, people who encouraged people to follow idols and worship false gods and demons and do whatever the heck they wanted, essentially. Um, And those false prophets were even persuading and seducing the people of God, the Israelites. And Elijah came to town and he said, okay, since you guys are confused who the real God is, I challenge you guys, all right, all you false prophets, you pick out a bull, and you can pick out a bull for me too. We'll sacrifice it on an altar, you on yours, and me on mine, and we'll both call to our own God. And whichever God answers with fire is the real God. So he let them go first. They chopped up a bull, put it on an altar. That's a that's a whole other story, but that's what happened in the Old Testament. Um, and they put it on an altar, and essentially for the next eight hours or however long, they were like... Come down, rain fire on this bull. They even started cutting themselves to appease these false gods, hoping like, oh, if we cut ourselves and bleed out our own blood, maybe they'll come down and answer our prayer. And Elijah taunts them and is like, oh, maybe he's taking a nap. Maybe he can't hear you yell a little louder. Maybe he's using the restroom. Like he's just, you know, having fun taunting these people. Um, And then it's his turn. And he cuts up the bull, puts it on an altar, and he pours four barrels of water times three. So 12 total, one for each of the tribe of Israel. And he drenches this bull, drenches it, like to where it is completely saturated with water. Um, Essentially meaning it's not going to start on fire. And he asks God, God, come down and burn this up. And God does. He rains down fire he it you know consumes the bull and all the water like there was so much water that it was like a little moat around the altar and it licked up all the water around the whole sacrifice around the whole altar and everyone was like oh snap his god is real um we're wrong we're sorry forgive us we repent we believe in you god and God commands Elijah to kill the false prophets because of how much destruction and death and chaos they were um, giving to all the people around them. So Elijah kills them all. And then this um, evil, wicked lady named Jezebel, who was married to the king of Israel, Ahab, um, she gets so mad at Elijah for killing her prophets, her false prophets, because they essentially would encourage her to do whatever her little heart desired anything would get evil they encouraged her so she liked them and um she says to elijah because you killed my prophets i'm going to kill you the same way and you would think elijah would be like i'm sorry sit down be humble i'm just kidding but you think you know that wouldn't have bothered him but it, it scared him and he took off running and he feared for his life but he takes off running and it um Then he leaves the servant and then he continues running and he runs a day into this wilderness and exhausted. He sits down under a tree and he says, I, this, it's too much. I can't keep going. Lord, just take my life. I am no better than my father's. Um, and I didn't wanna share this part of what I said in the group chat on Tuesday, just cause I've been so ashamed and embarrassed and it was reckless and harmful and hurtful to the people I said it to. But what I said essentially um, was I said, well then why don't I just effing kill myself so y'all can live happily ever after peacefully? Because in that moment, they it felt like what they were saying was that i'm the problem and that it's all in my head and that i'm just the one that's making it seem so bad um so in my selfishness i said that um and i regret it you know like i just really regret saying that um and i like i said i didn't want to share this part of the story but i am god Led me to that story of Elijah, and as I read it, I just thought, God, how embarrassing that in a really low moment it's recorded in the book of the Bible for people to read for centuries. Um, something he said that I'm sure he regretted saying, um, because honestly, I don't, I don't want to kill myself. I enjoy life. Um, I'm I'm in the best place spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically that I feel like I've ever been, um, and so just in that. Moment of spiraling in the that argument with them on Tuesday. I said that, and I, and I'm sorry for saying it. And I'm sharing it now simply because the whole thing of my podcast is permission to be human. And if I want people to be able to talk about the their own things that they're embarrassed about, I I got to lead the way. I've got to be the one that talks about it first, or how can I ask someone to admit anything embarrassing if I don't do it first? Um, So yeah, Um, suicide, killing yourself, that is not something to be taken lightly. And if you are a person feeling that way, that's not from God. God doesn't want you to kill yourself. There's two million ways to die on this earth. If God's ready to take you home, he can figure out a way. So if you ever have thoughts of killing yourself, that is not from God. reach out to someone anyone and um talk to them because you would be deeply missed and you have a purpose here that god needs you to fulfill don't waste it or cut it short um overall what i ended up doing was i called a friend my friend anna she prayed for me thank you anna um and then my older sister we facetimed and she talked with me um And then I FaceTimed my mom and my little bitty sister and uh, I I talked to them. So I just talked to people who comforted me um, and then validated me and, you know, just made me feel understood because it just felt that day like the more I was trying for them to understand me, the more they were misunderstanding me. And it just was in, in the Bible. It talks about the devil throwing fiery darts And you don't know how those darts are going to come. You know, there's a million ways for a dart to come at us. And sometimes the most hurtful is through family. Um, And as I said, I don't think that any of them were purposely trying to be mean. But for me, it hurt a lot. Um, But yeah, I was going to record this on Tuesday, my podcast. And I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. I was in too much shame. I was crying all day. I, I... went to the gym, I was crying on the treadmill as I walked, and then I went in the sauna and I was crying in the sauna. (laughs) I cry a lot. Um, But as I was laying in the sauna, um, crying and just talking to God, I just was saying, like, God, I'm so angry. Like, I feel so angry. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Like, and I just said, I don't know what to ask you to even fix or heal inside of me. And because you know. I was expecting him to. I don't know. Instruct me or tell me what I did wrong. Or what I needed to fix. Or apologize for. Um, But honestly. All I felt him say. In that moment was. I'm angry too. Um, and it wasn't that he was angry at them. Or angry at me. Just angry that. That is the condition of the world because of evil and because of the fall and because of sin, that people who love each other are hurting each other deeply, even without meaning to, that we have to experience so much unnecessary pain, that we have these deep wounds that make everyday life really hard sometimes that hold us back and keep us from uh, living out what he designed for us and has planned for us like how frustrating would it be to be God and have something amazing planned for someone and the enemy keeps poking this wound within them that keeps them from moving forward like how frustrating would that be to be God and watch that it's like man I have so much brand for you it's gonna rock your world and you're gonna love it but you keep staying in this one little pattern um, that has to be painful for him but That's what I felt like God said to me, was just that he was angry too. Um, And it was okay that I felt angry. And also that we're going to get through this. And honestly, it's a miracle that I'm filming this or recording this right now. Because in the past, nope. As I said, I would have been like, yeah, I'm not ready to start something like this. Absolutely not. And I have no no permission, no qualifications to be speaking on anything. But here I am anyways, because... Mm -hmm. I, the, the episode I want to record, I'm ta- I want to talk about Jesus and why I believe in Jesus and why I think he's the only way. So, of course, the enemy came along on Tuesday to try to stop me from that. The enemy never wants us to talk about Jesus, ever. And in my own, you know, just reflection, I was like, Jesus always deserves to be talked about, even when I've messed up. Like, it's not about me, it's about him. And so here I am recording this for you guys. And if you're still with me, thank you. (laughs) But part of the scripture that I just made me feel a conviction about sharing um, and why I wanted to just confess it to this podcast and anyone listening was because um, even though I reacted and was responding out of a really hurt place and out of my own wounding, uh, that's not how God calls us to be. And I, I should have, even in my own pain, just stopped talking on Tuesday. And I wanted to read this passage for, in Colossians 3. It says, What Christians should do. Rules for holy living. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, for Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Um, so I wasn't responding or behaving in that way Tuesday at all. And so that's just why I wanted to share this and get it off my chest, um, because that's one of the ways I feel like a hypocrite is um, behaving that way, talking like that, um, and then... To get on here and talk about Jesus like nothing happened and all's good um, just didn't feel right in my soul. And that was one of the scriptures that just convicted me also to do something like that. So, yeah. But here is the original story I wanted to talk about that happened last Saturday. That's awesome. So, I ride, um, I have a car, but I also have a scooter, a Yamaha S-Max. It's a 150cc engine, so... It's pretty big. It, it's as big as a motorcycle. It weighs about four hundred pounds. I've been riding it since 2015. I love it. I ride it all the time. It's a big part of my life. Um, Saturday, I went downtown Los Angeles for a conference um, at this hotel and I parked uh, if you know scooters and motorcycles and you live in l a you see them parked all over the place in random spots because essentially if you find a little um, part place off the side you can park it there um and that's what I did I parked it under this little stairwell next to the hotel building and I thought to myself I hope they don't mind this here and I hope they don't tell me and then I thought well it's not blocking the sidewalk or anything so I don't know why they would I go into this conference um it's all day long I come out at 5 30 I come around the corner my scooter is gone and my first thought was dadgum I knew I shouldn't have parked right here. They towed me. I'm going to have to go to the security and get the number to the tow service company. I walked down there, and I'm like, hi, miss. Um, did you guys tow my scooter? And She said, uh, no. And I said, maybe someone this morning did. So she called her manager in. Manager came over, and he's like, give me a second. He gets this notebook, and I was like, so did you guys tow it? I'm like, give me the information. I need to get this thing out. I don't have all day. <laughs> And so he sits down to start writing my information, and he calls this other guy over, and he's like, "Can you go look at the footage for this?" And I'm like, "So y'all didn't tell my scooter?" And he shakes his head, no. And I'm like thinking, "Someone stole my scooter? Hmm. Huh. Like it's pretty heavy. They would have had to push it. Maybe they pulled up a pickup truck, and four guys hopped out and lifted it into the back. I don't know. Um, but my mind's racing, and I, I text a friend, I text a couple friends, and my mom and my roommate." And I asked one friend, I said, my scooter um, was stolen. Can you come get me? So she comes to get me. The security guy says, were you wearing a yellow helmet? And I was like, yes. He goes, okay, we see you pull in, but then they couldn't see anything else. So I was like, hmm. And then I walk out of the building. I start walking around the block and I'm praying. And I'm like thinking, part of me essentially goes to God. God, I thought you had my back. Like, I thought you were protecting me. Like, how someone just roll up and steal my scooter? That's where my brain went. <laughs> okay. And I'm just, I'm like, maybe they got tired and just dropped it over because it's heavy. I'm looking, walking. Um, I called the security and I said, did y'all happen to see anything? And they said, yeah, we saw a guy roll up in a hoodie and he pushes it off. Said you were right. He was struggling with it. It's heavy looking. But um, yeah, he took off with it. I was like, man, so it did get stolen. Wow. And honestly... A situation like this normally would have me crying and being like, why God? Why me? (laughs) Because that's how I am. But um, I wasn't emotional. And I was like, maybe I'm just too tired because the day's been so long and it'll kick in later when I realize my scooter is gone because now that's going to really change my life. Um, My friend Jaden rolls up and I get in and she goes, do you want to drive around and look for it? And I was like, okay. Because you want to go to Skid Row? And I was like, let's drive a few blocks. And she prayed. She's like, God, we just thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you that you're going to lead us to Autumn Scooter. Uh, this is not your portion for her to have this stolen from her. So Jesus, we thank you um, for, you know, I don't even remember all that she prayed. She was like, Holy Spirit, please lead us to the scooter. So we drive around a block or two. We see this one scooter. We circle back around. It's not mine. And then I call a police station, and they're like, yeah, you're going to have to come in in person to file a report. And um, I said, if you don't mind, I can um, do it now, or I can come back another day. And she's like, I don't mind. She goes, but first, before we go to the police station, do you want to go to Skid Row? And I said, okay, sure. So we're driving down um, 6th Street, and we get to the Skid Row area, and she goes, should I make a left? And i went, like, no, just go straight, guys. We within about 50 feet, I look over and I said, Oh my gosh, that's my scooter. She's like, Are you, seriously? And I'm like, Okay, I got my key, a backup next to it. I'm gonna hop out. I'm gonna start it and we're gonna book it out of here. I'm not even gonna put on my helmet. And so she backs up next to my scooter. I hop out and they would put clothes all over to try to like hide it. But it's a huge, it's as big as a motorcycle, guys. So I just take these, I start throwing these clothes off, like going crazy. And there's a couple different, I mean, there's like, I don't know, probably 10 people within that vicinity. A guy's laying there on the ground in the sleeping bag. He's like, yo, you still on that? And I'm just in fight mode. And I said, who sold my scooter? (laughs) Like I yelled at these people like that. And they're like, oh, that's yours? I said, yeah, who took it? And he said some name, I don't even remember, but they were a little confused about who took it. Maybe they took it, but they weren't going to say me, you know. And so I get on it, and I'm trying to start it, and the key won't turn. And I'm like, come on, come on, Holy Spirit, please, Holy Spirit, start this. And one guy's like, "Uh, maybe they took the battery out of it. And I said, they took the battery out and He goes, maybe. And I was like, it wouldn't start. So I said, Jaden. I'm like, Jaden, just call 911. And this guy goes, we don't call the police around here. I'm like, well, I got to get this out of here. What am I supposed to do? He goes, well, I don't know, but we don't call the police around here. And then thankfully, Holy Spirit gave us some power and it started. And I was like, thank you. God bless. Rode off, rode about five blocks away. <laughs> and then I pulled over to get my helmet off. But oh my God, Shaded and I were just like celebrating like Jesus did that. Jesus did that and we were just cracking up and I and I was just like talking out. I'm like god I feel like you did this just so I would have a crazy story for my podcast (laughs) because guys I don't know if you've ever had anything stolen the chances are pretty high that you're never seeing that thing again but essentially my friend picked me up If we would have went to Skid Row right away when she said that, we would have found it within five minutes. But I suggested we drive around first. And then we went to Skid Row. So within essentially 30 minutes of my friend picking me up, my scooter was back in my possession. That is wild. It was phenomenal. It just, it had me in such a good mood the next few days. Like, I would just cracked up every time I thought about it. I'm like, my scooter got stolen and I already got it back. Like, just wildness. Wild. But... That was that was all that I wanted to start with on Tuesday, and then the enemy hijacked my plans and I took a detour, but here we are now, and yeah, okay, so what I wanted to talk about today, I'm not even sure how long we are into this. I I'm, might I'm have to do it like a part one and part two, but if you're still with me, thank you, and if you need a break, just hit pause and come back when you have the time, but We're going to move along. Um, So I feel like I needed to lay this foundation with this episode of what I believe, why I believe in Jesus, how I view the Bible, and what I believe it says about the world and us. Um, And I essentially want to talk about these things because I don't feel things I say in coming podcasts are going to make a lot of sense if you don't first know my foundation and where I'm coming from. But